0: locked on podcast network and odyssey present locked on today
1: thursday night football proved to be every bit as thrilling as football fans hoped as the packers handed the cardinals their first loss are the cowboys overlooking a sunday night matchup with the vikings and how will the cardinals bounce back i'm peter Bukowski. starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports You're Locked On Today.
0: Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story.
1: The Packers were able to overcome a lot of key absences, including their top three receivers and their tight end midway through the game to leave the desert with a victory over the previously undefeated Cardinals. Locked On insider Isaiah Stabak breaks down the Thursday night football win for the Green Bay Packers.
0: Welcome into another locked on insider report, uh, instant reaction to Thursday night football. This one totally lived up to the billing Arizona Cardinals, Green Bay Packers. I'm joined by our locked on NFL insider, Isaiah Standback. I know you must have enjoyed this as much as every fan watching because just the football in this game was so good and it went right down to the wire. Let's talk a little bit about those last couple minutes in the fourth quarter. Obviously, Green Bay had a touchdown taken off the board and then Arizona looks like they're about to score in the final seconds and then not so much throwing an interception there for Kyler Murray. So kind of what did you see in those last couple of minutes, Isaiah?
2: Yeah, first of all, what an amazing game. If there was ever a reason to stay up for Thursday night football, this is it. This is the reason why. Green Bay Packers versus the Arizona Cardinals, two of the best quarterbacks in the game today, going all the way down to the wire. Um, wow, what an amazing game. But uh, to your point, you know, obviously uh, Green Bay looked like they had this game in the bag. Uh, with Aaron Jones down there on the one-yard line, try to punch that thing in. It looked like it was a touchdown, but obviously the, the referees felt a little bit different or something that they saw on the film that I don't think anybody else saw uh, led them to go ahead and overturn that play leading them to continue to try to figure out a way to score a touchdown down there um, in the black zone. Um, and Kennard came up with a great play on fourth down as Green Bay tried to go ahead uh, for the 10-point lead, and it just didn't happen. Made a great play, turned it over right down there on downs. Kyler Murray gets the ball on the one-yard line and goes all the way down to, what, the seven-yard line um, just for A.J. Green to somehow, someway, get distracted enough um, and not receive the ball. Interception, Green Bay wins.
0: Now, I have never played professional football, so obviously I don't understand it, but I'm sure people are screaming at AJ Green on their TVs, (laughs) like, what is going on there? Is that just a miscommunication? Obviously, you you don't know necessarily, but like, are they just on different pages there?
2: You know, I've played football a lot of years, and I have no explanation. Um, I do know that AJ Green is one of the most well-respected receivers in this league. Um, His resume speaks for itself. um, But there is no explanation, as we're watching the film there, as to what happened. It might have been miscommunication. He might have thought that the play was called dead. He might have thought it was pass interference. Either way, you have to play until the whistle is absolutely dead, simply for reasons like we just saw there. Um, They had an opportunity to at least go to overtime, and because of that one brain fart on that play, you cost your team the ability to play for more more time, if not win the ballgame.
0: Tough way to end it for sure. But obviously we can't take anything away from Green Bay. They came out and played huge on the road. Now, shouldn't be a surprise at this point because obviously Aaron Rodgers is as dominant as ever and he really uplifts his team. They're dealing with a ton of injuries coming into this game. We didn't think he'd have anybody to throw the football to. Meanwhile, a bunch of injuries during the game. So does this just prove that Green Bay is always a threat to, you know, make a deep run in the playoffs and win a big game?
2: Yeah, Mr. Discount Double Check does it again. Um, this dude, uh, somehow, some way, whenever the game is close, you just have a if you have a feeling that he's gonna find a way to get a get a W out of it. Um, he's missing his two top receivers. Um, Adams, both of his guys are obviously out with COVID. Devontae Adams, arguably the league's best receiver, is out. Um, and you try you have to, you had to come into this game trying to figure out exactly how are they gonna generate offense against a Arizona Cardinals defense that was actually pretty doggone good, either even without JJ Watt. Uh somehow, some way these guys are able to move the ball. Aaron Rodgers didn't have a great game statistically, um, but they had a great job. They did a great job on the ground with Dylan and the Jones, that the two-headed monster. The offensive line was getting movement up front, and that allowed them to stay in good, manageable downs, and they were able to get enough points to win the ball game.
1: Follow Locked On NFL for more insider information around the league coming up. The Cowboys have a big question mark with their most important player, as that kept them from wholly focusing on their matchup with the Vikings.
3: Now, here's what you need to be locked on today.
1: With the World Series shifting to Atlanta, Locked On Insider Gordon Beckham breaks down what the Braves need to do to respond.
3: It's interesting. I think that after Game One, I was like, Braves look really good, you know. But going back to Atlanta, they should feel really good because they've you know, what five five and no last uh, five they played in uh, in Truist Park. I think that there's. An interesting, like, uh, it's just palpable what's going on in the city. I mean, listen, they haven't won a World Series since 1995, and they've always kind of been in the mix. I mean, there was a, there's a stretch there. Even when I played for the Braves, they weren't in contention. But now they're kind of in the mix. And so you, can, you can just feel people in and around the city of Atlanta just feel like this is our year. It's kind of a weird year to be because there's no – nobody was saying, hey, the Braves are going to win it. Um, but now they're all of a sudden, you know, They're they're sneaking around and doing that. But they've got to get past a Houston team that is legitimate. And they're legitimate not only on the mound. Their lineup is so good. And now the Braves don't have the kind of element of surprise. I always think that, like, when you have that many games off – When you have three days off and then you play, so it's almost four days since you've played a real live game, it takes a little bit of time. Well, the Astros showed up and answered the bell, and so they're right back where they need to be. Now it's just a regular off day and back playing. So I think that what you're going to see is an Astros team that's going to be tough to beat. Um, I don't know if they'll buck the trend in Atlanta, but it wouldn't shock me if they did
1: Luka Doncic turned in a great fourth-quarter performance to lead the Mavericks over the Spurs. The Dallas Mavericks went down
4: 23-3 to start the game against the San Antonio Spurs, but got the win. Nick Engsted, Isaac Harris from the Locked On Mavericks podcast. And the Mavericks would have been absolutely toast, sunk, bottom of the ocean, whatever you want to call it, without Jalen Brunson in this game. He had an absolutely masterful First, second quarter to the game and absolutely brought the Mavericks back from just the brink of devastation and all-out panic.
1: Mavericks' defense steps up, but like you said, it was Brunson off the bench, but it was a two-man punch off the bench. It was also Maxi Kleba. Twelve points, ten rebounds, and six blocks in this game. Like, huge, huge game for Maxi and Brunson off the bench. They don't win the game without those two guys off the bench.
4: Only 17 players in NBA history have ever done that in a game what well, Max Clayton just did. Incredible, incredible game for him.
1: The Colorado Avalanche brought their A game to the ice to defeat the St. Louis Blues. Colorado Avalanche with a very big 4-3 win
3: in St. Louis. Avalanche get back into the win column while handing the St. Louis Blues their first loss in the loss column. Very big game. The Avs, it's no secret, they've been up and down with their play all season long, but they had to bring their A game for this one. Going into St. Louis, they're on top of the division. You gotta close that gap, and that's exactly what they did. It got very interesting. Tarasenko with a late goal in the third to pull them within one to four to three, but the Abs clamp down, and time runs out and the Abs get two big points. Lots of physicality in this game, but this was more of what we've come to expect from the Avalanche. 42 shots on goal for the Avs while only surrendering 18. That's their lowest of the season that they've surrendered.
1: And Bob Melvin has been hired by the Padres to be their new manager, which takes him away from his current job as athletics manager. Is this a sign of things to come for the A's? Bob Melvin is out as the A's manager. How's it going everybody? It is Jason Burke from Locked On A's and is this a sign of things to come is it not and bob melvin just could not pass up the opportunity to be managing fernando tatis and basically everybody else from the san diego padres who are just a bunch of fun to watch um we don't know but bob melvin is going to be the next manager of the san diego padres which leaves a lot of questions for the a's and their offseason. are they cutting payroll are they just moving on from bob melvin because they will be Moving on from some of the guys on the roster at some point, is it going to be sooner rather than later? There's a lot to unpack. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for coming up on betonline.ag, your number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season. Some football odds for this weekend on betonline.ag. Michigan and Michigan State square off at noon Eastern in East Lansing. Betonline has the visiting Wolverines favored by four in this bitter in-state rivalry. On the professional gridiron, the Bengals are double-digit road favorites for the first time since week 17 of 2009, and it was against the opponent they traveled to face this Sunday, the Jets. BetOnline.ag has the Bengals as 10.5-point favorites. And finally, the Cowboys travel to face the Vikings in a game that BetOnline.ag actually has the Vikings favored by a point. For all your gambling needs, BetOnline.ag has you covered. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to get that welcome bonus.
0: Here is another story you need to know.
1: With their quarterback questionable to play, have the Cowboys overlooked their matchup with the Minnesota Vikings?
5: Coming out of the bye week, the Cowboys are 5-1. A pretty re- relatively easy schedule the rest of the way and have a pretty straight path to the number one seed in the NFC if they can take care of business going forward. So the key for victory this week against the Minnesota Vikings? Don't forget about the Minnesota Vikings. I'm Landon McCool with the Locked On Cowboys podcast, and all the talk around the on, around the team has been about Dax calf, about the games down the road, a potential for playoff seeding, it's pretty typical bi-week stuff, but the Cowboys cannot forget to t- pay special attention to a Minnesota Vikings team that is probably better than their record and presents at least a difficult matchup problem for the Cowboys, especially on the defensive side of the ball. The Cowboys have to make sure that they take care of business. They have a difficult task going up to Minnesota on a Sunday night game against a team that, if the Cowboys will allow them to, can stay balanced and keep Dallas in a game position that is not comfortable for them to maintain. The Cowboys want to put... themselves out of reach early so they force Kirk Cousins to win the football game by throwing the football but if they take the Vikings lightly if they don't try to put them away earlier if they let the Vikings hang around with a balanced offense then the Cowboys could be in for a very long game
1: the Pittsburgh Steelers have struggled this year and traveled to Cleveland to take on the Browns in an effort to regain some momentum for the season.
4: I'm Chris Carter of the Locked On Steelers Podcast, and here's your biggest key for the Steelers getting a win against the Cleveland Browns on Sunday in their week eight matchup. The Steelers taking on the Browns, who are a team that has had to find a way to struggle through several different injuries. They found a big win on Thursday night football and kind of get a long, a short bye week after the, after that game the Steelers to win this game, they have to find a way to force their quarterback to beat him. Whether it's Baker Mayfield off of an injury or Case Keenum, those are the guys that need to beat the Steelers, not the Browns' run game. They proved last week with Ernest Johnson that they can run the ball with anybody. And if Nick Chubb's back, they know that's going to be an even, even bigger problem. The Steelers' defense struggled against the run event against Alex Collins and the Seahawks. Look for that to be the biggest key, fixing that to stop the Browns and hopefully get a victory in week eight
1: and the new york jets are massive underdogs at home for the cincinnati Bengals. they're just trying to fill an empty quarterback spot
5: can the jets get a turnover i'm john from locked on jets and the key to victory this week for the new york jets is making big plays on defense the jets defense has forced only four turnovers this season only jacksonville has less and the jets are the only team in the entire nfl without an interception so far in 2021 that needs to change. The offense has been struggling, and backup quarterback Mike White gets the start on Sunday. Zach Wilson is injured, and Joe Flacco will not be ready on time. The Jets just traded for Flacco. That means that the Jets may need to score some non-offensive touchdowns to win, which requires the defense to make
1: big plays. Coming up, what is next for the Cardinals after losing their first game? And Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. If you haven't tried Bilt Bar by now, you are missing out. They say it's a protein bar. I say it's a protein bar, but it doesn't taste like one. You have to try one of these bars to believe it. They're, they're not chalky. They're not waxy or, or difficult to, to, to choke down. That's what you have to do with a lot of protein bars. You have to just choke them down. Built Bars are soft. They're covered in 100% real chocolate, and when you bite into them, you know you're eating something that's a little bit different. But low-carb, low-calorie, low low in sugar, and low in fat, but high in protein, high in fiber. That's the deal, and they taste delicious. Coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, cherry barcia, uh, coconut, raspberry. Plus, this month, they're coming out with new limited-time flavors every three to four days. Check the website often so you don't miss out. The website Built.com use the promo code locks 15 to get 15% off your first order. And you're going to need that promo code. Cause you're going to want to load up promo code locks 15 for 15% off at built.com
3: agree or disagree. This is the cue of the day.
1: The NFL's last unbeaten team falls. The shorthanded green Bay Packers go to the desert and get a win 24 21 in a thrilling Thursday night slugfest The Packers are able to take down the Arizona Cardinals on a Rasul Douglas interception in the end zone to seal it. Joining me now from Locked On Cardinals, Brack and Alex Clancy. And guys, this was a a game that the Packers decided they were going to make really ugly. They were going to make really physical and they were able to get that part of it done. AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones really muddied this game up for the Arizona Cardinals what are what what do you come out of this game, if anything, worried about with this team?
6: Status of your franchise quarterback. I mean, we saw Kyler Murray hobbled on the last few plays. You hope that he's okay because if there's no Kyler Murray, there is no Arizona Cardinals. I mean, Colt McCoy is nice, but he's not going to be making the plays at the MVP level like Kyler Murray. But this team faced some adversity, and I thought that they answered it quite well, but at as far as the final play or what turned out to be the final play, didn't go the Cardinals way, but they were in a position to go 8-0. And, you know, they had the huge full, you know, goal line stand against Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers. And Devon Kennard comes up with a big play on fourth down. And then they marched 94 yards down the field. So this Cardinals team, they didn't just kind of, know, curl up in a ball and then just give the game to Aaron Rodgers. They fought till the end and just came out on the wrong end
1: of this one. The Packers in two playoff games against the Cardinals in the Aaron Rodgers era have come out on the wrong end of both of those, uh, both in thrilling fashion. Uh, Alex, as you look at this game, two teams that expect to be in the mix come December and January what was your impression of what you saw from a very short-handed Packers team? No Devontae Adams, no Zadarius Smith, no Jair Alexander, no David Bakhtiari. And then late in, in the week, you lose not just Devontae Adams, but Alan Lazard to protocols. MBS is coming back from the IR. What did you make of of Green Bay's fight in this game?
5: Um, thanks for asking. you you asked me like uh, like you're my ex-girlfriend. Like, how do you think how do you like my new relationship, Peter? Um, I thought it was gritty. It's Aaron Rodgers. You know, it's he's really got nice abs, this. doesn't he? You know, he's got terrible hair. But w- you know, like what we looked at from Bo and my side watching this game covering the On Cardinals is two two teams that had their queens didn't have their rooks, knights, or bishops because Cardinals mm. were without J.J. Watt and Rodney Hudson and DeAndre Hopkins after the first series. So what we saw from Aaron Rodgers was exactly what Aaron Rodgers loves to do. He loves to prove people wrong. That he gets bored. And he loves to prove people wrong. These are the games he gets up for the most. It's not the bears. It's not the Vikings. It's not the lions. It's games where, you know, they're shorthanded. Those are the games that he loves the most. And if he says that's a lie, he's lying to you. And I think Peter Bukowski with that little grin, is like, you know what? You're not wrong. Alex Clancy walked on Cardinals.
1: I, I I don't think you're wrong. I I think if there is anything that Rogers loves more than beating the bears, it is proving other people wrong. And, And in a lot of ways, he did that in this game, Bo, just as we put a bow on this, definitely pun intended. Um, these are two teams, as I said, who, who fancy themselves to be NFC contenders. What did you learn about the NFC hierarchy from this game?
6: Not much is different than what I thought. I mean, these are two of the top teams in the NFC and they're going to battle it out. And they're going to scratch and claw until the final whistle blows. And it's going to be only a few teams that can say that, that deserve to be in that conversation. You know, the difference is, One of these teams was in the conversation before the season began, and then the Arizona Cardinals have kind of entered that chat, and they proved that they belong. And uh, they'll bounce back from this. Health is going to be a big thing going forward. Same thing for the Packers, but the Cardinals are a top team in this NFC, and they're not going anywhere.
1: And finally, following the report on the Chicago Blackhawks investigation, Florida Panthers head coach and head coach of the 2010 Stanley Cup champion Blackhawks, Joe Quenville, has resigned. He met with the NHL commissioner, Gary Bettman, on Wednesday afternoon and came to the decision following that meeting. Bettman said after meeting with the coach, all parties agreed that it was no longer appropriate that he continue to serve as Florida's head coach. Bevan said, we thank the Panthers organization for working with us to ensure that a thorough process was followed. Assistant coach Andrew Brunette will serve as the Panthers interim skipper. Feels like this story has a lot more to come. Thanks for making Locked On Today your first listen of the day. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Make your second listen, Locked On Bets. Download and subscribe free and available on all platforms coming up Monday. How will the Cowboys fare off a bye week and have to go on the road with a questionably healthy quarterback. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.